Welcome in to another episode of Patrick Jones Baseball, where we find the best tools to build the best players. On this episode, we have J.D. Heilman. J.D. is currently the recruiting coordinator and pitching coach at the University of Cincinnati. Prior to the University of Cincinnati, he's also worked with Prep Baseball Report, um, Midland Baseball Program, Xavier University, Mount St. Joseph, and Northern Kentucky University as well. In this episode, we get into all aspects of pitching, you know, what a typical fall looks like when a, um, one of his recruits gets on campus from a pitching perspective, mobility assessments, how to actually work with pitchers on the mental game, why visuals are so crucial to getting players and especially pitchers to be able to connect the dots. Um, really enjoyed this one, and I think that um, all pitching coaches out there, if you're a pitching coach, if you're a dad who has a son who's a pitcher, or maybe you're a player who is um, you know, in the recruiting process right now looking for a place to potentially go pitch, this is going to be a, a very good episode for you to uh, stay and tune into because I learned a lot about not only what they do at University of Cincinnati, but what you should be doing, what you should be looking for as a coach as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is J.D. Heilman. All right, we are now live with J.D. Heilman. J.D., thanks for coming on the show today. Appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. So you've been a you've been in baseball for a really long time, and you know somebody who's got a really great reputation. And so, but for all the listeners out there who maybe you know haven't heard your story, can you give everyone just a little bit of your your background in baseball? Sure. Um, you know, born and raised in Cincinnati, um, actually a Moeller grad. Um, so I played uh, played college baseball at Ball State University of Cincinnati. Um, got my first college coaching job. Uh, with the College of Mount St. Joe. Um, I was there for a couple years uh, and then actually got a job um, for two months at NKU. Uh, I was there for two months and then actually got hired as an assistant coach at Xavier. So um, I was at Xavier under, uh, you know, I was at Xavier for, oh man, um, two years under John Morey, one year under Dan Simons, and then uh, four years under uh, Scott Guggins. Um, and then after uh, 2009, uh, we went to uh, the regional. Um, the first time in Xavier history, I actually got a job over at University of Cincinnati. So uh, I've been at Cincinnati for uh, under Coach Cleary. Um, and, you know, and then I, I did some work with Prep Baseball Report, Midland, and then back with Coach Guggins. So, I am a Cincinnati guy through and through. Uh, I've been, uh, I, I've been a, a lot of my jobs here have been, I, I say all my jobs here have been Cincinnati from, you know, from the a- amateur side to college and all that stuff. I actually, I read online, I was going to ask you this, um, you know, I think between the years like 2015 and 2017, were you the PBR um, director of scouting, general manager for the Midland Braves and a scout for the Braves all at the same time? Yeah, I was uh, I was a scouting director for uh, Prep Baseball po- uh, Report Ohio, and then I was the general manager for the uh, for Midland Baseball for all of Midland Baseball, and then I was a um, a part time guy for the Atlanta Braves. Did you um, ever sleep? So, uh, no, no. I mean, not <laughs> not too much. I, I'm fortunate as I live, 
you know, with uh, the prep baseball report, you can do a lot of stuff from home and I live five minutes from Midland. So um, I just kept busy with baseball. That's uh, been my life. And so uh, kept pretty busy with it. So you you pretty much been in college baseball, you know, for a long time now, pretty much your entire career. What, why do you like college baseball versus, uh, you know, being intrigued about maybe going to the professional route? You know, I, I really like uh, I, I like the recruiting. I like the relationship with the kids. I like to see them. You know, when when you're recruiting a kid, it's great to see them uh, through the recruiting process, how they develop in high school, and then. The best part is when you get them at your school and see them develop for three, four years and build that relationship. And I think that, you know, that's what it's all about. I mean, that, for me, that, that I, I love stuff like that. You love, you know, having a, uh, you know, having uh, a, a impact on a kid's life. Um, and I mean, you know, baseball is such a small part of a lot of kids' life, but if you have an impact on those and, you know, I've met so many so many great, uh, great people through baseball, um, with, through college baseball, which is great. I, you know, I love the recruiting part, you know, going out and watching players, but, uh, you know, a big part of the recruiting part I like is, you know, catching up with a lot of the coaches I don't get to see during, during the year. Um, and that's great. Cause it's a, it's a fraternity inside the, uh, uh inside the fraternity. It, it's great. College baseball has been so good to me. And, um, you know, I, I can't, I can't even uh, think about doing anything else. When we had uh, Nate Metzger, who's up at Wright State now, and I know you know who he is, but just to remind all the listeners, when we had him on the show um, several weeks ago, he talked about how he would rather – he was basically was the 1% of people who would rather go recruiting than actual like coach at a practice for with his players. What, what are your, Do you like recruiting more or being an actual pitching coach? Oh, man, it, it's, it's t- I really like both. Um, I mean, I don't know if I could pick one. I love the recruiting part. I really do. Um, I love evaluating. I love, you know, trying to figure out this, if there's going to be a fit to us, but there's a, you know, there's a, a special bond you get when you're in a bullpen with a guy trying to figure something out, you know, seeing them get better. And, you know, when you're, you're working with them and then all of a sudden something clicks and, you know, you see the progression of that guy. So, you know, for me, it, it's both. Uh, I do love the recruiting part. I love it. It's great. Um, I think that's a big pivotal part in college baseball. But, you know, the bonds and the relationships that you grow from in the dugout, in the bullpen, you know, working with guys, I think that, you know, it all, all goes hand in hand. So I don't know if there's if I do like one over the other. Um, I, I, do, I do love them both, and I think they're both, uh, both vital um, to college baseball. But I don't know if I could pick one over the other. I mean, there, and again, this is all about relationships, building relationships, recruiting, building relationships with your players and, um, you know, why, why you have them. Yeah. And no, I, I like that answer. What, how do you balance the recruiting and being a coach too? Because I can imagine that there has to be a lot of conflicts just from a scheduling standpoint, and you can only be one place at a time. Right. You know, it, the toughest part is obviously during the season, um, you know, with, uh, with our games and, you know, and then the, the recruiting part, you know, you, you only have a certain amount of days you can go out during the, uh, during the season, obviously our off days, Monday. And, uh, it, you know, so going out though, Mondays and then the thir- Thursdays, and then if you don't play either Tuesday, Wednesday, those are great to go out. But I think, you know, to balance both of those in the season, you got to have a lot of faith in, in your, uh, in your players. You know, you, you, you've established what you want, 
And, you know, there's going to be a time where I miss a practice to go out recruiting, but I got faith in those guys that they'll get their work done. They'll know what they have to work on. And they usually call me, text me after they're done just to tell me how everything went and how everything was. And, you know, we've got, uh, you know, our head coach and our assistant coaches are great. So, you know, they'll keep, uh, they'll keep me up to date on it. But I really, honestly, I trust our guys. Um, I try not to miss it too much because I don't want to be away from our pitchers. Uh, but that, that's a conversation I have with them before the season starts. That there'll be times where I have to be gone because I'll be out recruiting. You know, that's the other part of the job. And, you know, I trust them. You know, I, I trust that they'll get their work in, um, uh, when, you know, when I'm not there. Yeah, that's a great answer. And I'm sure you, you, you're able to trust them because of, of all the work and, and everything you guys do in the fall. Um, and, and speaking of the fall, like what, like when guys, when you do get a guy to campus, um, is there a certain progression that you take him through or, or how do you kind of like acclimate him to um, University of Cincinnati? You know, um, that, you know, so when we get a kid on campus, you know, uh, a freshman you're talking about, correct? Right. Uh, yeah, when we get a guy on campus, you know, Coach Guggins is awesome when it comes to, you know, uh, the first week he always gives the guys there to get acclimated to school, get acclimated to, you know, where you're going to classes, all that stuff, get into a routine. Um, and then, you know, and then, then we actually kind of, uh, we ease them into practice. You know, you go over your team meetings, you go over your philosophies and all that stuff to ease them into what they're doing. I think if you overload them right, right away too much, I think, you know, their head's spinning a lot. I mean, their head's going to spin a lot anyway, because this is their first time they've, you know, been away from home. They've got, you know, they've got classes, they've got study tables, they've got, um, They've got weight training. They've got our. Um, they got to hop in the training room. They've got you know uh, early work, vision training. All that stuff goes on, and uh, we just got to make sure um, we 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 are very patient with them in in acclimating to them. So we'll start throwing. You know, we will um, at that whole week. Uh, I give them. You know, they'll they'll get out there. They'll start. You know, hanging out with the guys. You know, I think a lot of the uh, upperclassmen show them. Okay, this is what we actually do. So when I get them, they're actually already been introduced to, hey, all of our um, arm care stuff that we do, all of our routine stuff that we do, get, kind of get them prepared for, you know, our individuals and, the, and then to practice. But it is a slow process. Um, you know, it, it is a slow process, especially when you, when you got to acclimate them to everything because they're going to, you know, their body's going to, um, their body won't be used to what they're going on with lifting and training room. And now they're throwing you know, if you rush them all into that, they're going to be sore. They're going to, they're going to, uh, they might have a, a little, little tenderness where they might, you might have to back off a little bit. So, you know, I think the patience part is, is huge. And like I said, coach Coogan's is great with him. He is, um, he, uh, he's really good with getting those guys, um, ready to go when first practice hits. Yeah. Yeah. And to back that up, yeah. Googs, Googs is the man. I mean, I, I, I do remember he did the same thing at Xavier where first week, he had the week off to get it, you know, everything kind of in order, which as a freshman was, as you just mentioned right there, was so important. Um, now, you talked a little bit about, you know, arm care and, you know, there's all these different things out there, weighted balls, bands, weightlifting. And I'm sure there's people listening, you know, they don't even know where to begin. So how do you, I, I imagine at some point, you know, you've had, you've developed a core philosophy on, you know, how to get your guys ready and their arms ready. I mean, could you give us like just a little sneak peek into like how you go about that? Yeah. Um, I think it's important to also, 
Um, I, I've got a really good relationship with our strength coach. I think it's really important and our, our uh, athletic trainer. I think at first it's really important to, for all of us to get on the same page. You know, we have to get on the same page of, you know, lifts, um, you know, uh, you know, stretches, all that stuff that we'll do mobility stuff. Uh, I, I think that is, it's huge. Um, you know, the one big thing, uh, that we do, it might be different from us, you know, we don't clone pitchers. So not every person is going to do the exact same thing. Um, you know, we go through a, uh, a band routine. Uh, everybody does, uh, uh everybody will do a band routine. I'll show them different exercises, but there'll be some people that will add to it. Um, you know, that there's something that they've done and they totally believe, believe in. And so, you know, I get, give them a little autonomy. Okay. Keep doing what you're doing. Now, these are some core things that you have to do, uh, with the J band that we use. Um, and then, you know, we will, we will do, uh, we will introduce them into, um, some, uh, supply ball work. Um, you know, take it easy and on, but I think before you do all that, you got to test them. You got to see where their mobility is. You got to see where their range of motion is. You got to see where they are before you start with them. Um, because, and every kid's different, you know, one kid might be coming off summer baseball and throwing a ton. So you might have to back off him. Some, some guy's going to be ready, raring to go. So you've got to do some testing before you, uh, before you actually get, get thrown and put what kind of load you're going to put on them. Um, but you know, for those, I, I think those are different, uh, starters that we do with the J band, the plyo throws, um, you know, again, um, I, I tell guys, there are some guys that are so already heavy into, uh, the weighted balls and plyo throws. And I tell them, Hey man, keep going with what you're doing. You know, we'll sit and talk about what they do. We'll talk about what we do and, you know, we'll try to incorporate both. So they feel a little that they have some ownership of what they're doing. Uh, I think if you give the kids a little bit of ownership, they'll, they'll take it a, a long way. So they don't feel like a robot. Um, so I think all those things are need to play in with weight training and your athletic training and then the different throws that, that, that we'll do. And, you know, we'll, we'll ease into them. So, but the biggest thing you got to communicate of where they're at in their, in their throwing progression, you know, where, where are they at? Are they ready to hop on a mound? So, and it all depends on where our fall is. Like this past fall, we started, uh, we didn't start team practice so late. So I got a, a chance to, you know, uh, build them up a little bit with there. So we, we put together a long toss program and, you know, we put, um, you know, the, especially a couple of days of heavy long tossing and guys, I tell our guys with long tossing and long tossing is huge. Um, and I think you, you can't put any limits uh, with your guys on long tossing. So um, I, you know, I, I tell them um, you've got to, you know, everybody wants to throw hard. I get it. You got to train your, your arm to throw hard then. Um, and I always tell them, they always look at me with two heads. It's like, Hey, just listen to your arm and your arm is going to tell you, okay, this is enough. Or we, you know, we can, we can keep going. Um, all, all that stuff. And they look at me like, listen to your arm coach. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and, and, and all those things. And then you, then you can incorporate, uh, you know, after you get their, their arm in shape and get their body in shape, cause they're going to go those first two weeks, they're going to get, they're going to be sore. I mean, they're going to be really sore. They're going to be doing things that they haven't done in a while. And that's the biggest thing is, making sure that, um, you know, the soreness is only temporary and that, that we can get on top of it. But, um, so we do that a lot. We do, uh, uh, Pat, we do a lot of, um, do a lot of mobility work. Um, I think the movements are, are, are big, uh, especially we do a lot of mobility work. We do a lot. Uh, we have the core velo belt that we use. 
We do a lot of med ball stuff. So we do a, a lot of different stuff that we do post throw, um, after you throw, but we also incorporate with our, our, uh, uh, strength and conditioning guy. He'll incorporate those a, a lot. So I don't know if I've answered your question where you wanted me to, cause I can go long winded, but you know, I, I think you just have to know who your guys are. You know, I, I think the arm care stuff is big with the J bands, you know, the plyo balls that you use, um, you know, the, the stretching part is huge. Um, the mobility, mobility is, is, uh, really big, uh, with us. Again, it's movements. I think, uh, the more, uh, that you can, uh, the more that you can, you know, control their movements and have them move better and, and be a little bit better, uh, with, with your mobility, the, uh, the better. Yeah, no, you definitely answered that was, that was a great, great response. Um, I guess one of the follow-up questions I have is, you know, you talked about knowing your players and I think you have the advantage, um, being in college where, you know, you have those four years, but I'm, I'm curious when those players get onto campus, um, and you, you know, you've, you've developed some sort of relationship prior, but you obviously you want them, you want to know how they learn best, right? So you can incorporate that and make it individualized. And I was listening to Lance Wheeler the other day, talk about how he, um, kind of gives a questionnaire, um, to each, to each, to each of his pitchers, which again, it's private sector, it's different, but I was just curious if there's any, you know, process into figuring out how they learn best, um, that you have, or is it just over time? I think you have to, you know, you have to do it on the front end. I think you have to do, um, you know, we ask, um, I, I, we ask all the high school coaches and summer coaches who they played for and, um, and talk to them, not just about their ability, but about that, you know, how do they, um, how do they pick up things better? You know, is it more, is it more uh, talking? Is it more visual? Um, all that stuff. How, how will they respond? And I think if you can have a, a, a better feel of, you know, after talking with high school coaches and summer coaches, because again, those, those guys are with them all the time. And I think they'll, they have a better feel of, Hey, this guy's more of a quiet kid. This guy, you're going to have to explain it to more. This guy's going to show more visuals. Um, I think that is, um, I think that's, uh, that's key. But then again, it's seeing how much they'll open up with you. Uh, you know, I, I think it's important to, you know, bring them all together as a group, but then, you know, talk to them individually, you know, bring them in the office, see how they're doing and see. And once, they're more comfortable with you and with what you're doing. I think the more they're open up. So, you know, uh, that, that's a great idea with Lance and give him a questionnaire to find out, um, you know, what, what kind of kid you're dealing with. That, that's, that's really good. And shoot, I might even steal it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, I think just knowing it on the front end is the best. Um, before we before we did this interview, I was actually uh, looking up, you know, watching some different video of some pictures, um, and I was, you know, I was watching Max Scherzer, who looked like he, you know, you always talk about, I always hear all the time of like, you know, you want to get in your back hip, want to get in your back hip, and it looks like when I'm watching him, he gets more of an into his quad more than anything. He's more quad dominant, and I guess where mm -hmm. I'm getting at is, how do you know? what's essentially going to be the best for that pitcher because they're coming in at 18, 19 years old and they don't, for right. the most part, they don't have a feel. They don't really know what they're doing necessarily and, and what they've done has gotten them to that point. But you, know, you guys are in a really good conference. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, whatever got them there may not necessarily keep them there. When do you know when to start making changes? That's a, that's a good question. You know, I, I think, um, well, you know, we, I, I don't, uh, when they first get here, I don't make wholesale changes right away. You know, they, they've had success with what they're doing 
and they've been successful with it. And so now if there'll be some things you can tinker with and all that stuff, but a lot of it, when you get them, you know, the, the big thing is, 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 is strength. You know, I think that you got to, uh, once they start getting stronger, they can do some of the things that you want them to do. Some of the reasons why they can't do it, uh, is, is, you know, they're just not as strong as our, our upperclassmen are, or, um, a guy that's, that spent some time in the weight room. So, you know, there are some, it's a, some common things to do, but as you see, you know, you watch Scherzer, you've watched, you know, Kershaw, you watch all these guys, all these guys are different. Um, you know, there, there are some things they do that are some common things that they do that help, you know, um, uh, and, and I think that, that are important, you know, if it's, you know, uh, I heard, uh, Lance Wheeler, uh, speak over this past winter. I thought it was great. Uh, the two things he talked about were eyes and, and feet and feet. Uh, th- those will, w- those will direct you where you go. And that's a great, simple way to put it, um, through there. And, you know, I think the more you, uh, the more you, you listen to these, these great pitching minds, sp- uh, talk, the better you're going to be with that. Um, so I, I think, you know, it, just talking to them about their, your, your philosophy and, and all that stuff first, but then, you know, I think you let them go a little bit, see, see them for, the, you know, the first uh, part of the fall and then start, start changing things. If you just go ahead and, and, and walk in, and that kid walks in there and you want to overhaul his delivery, I think you lose, he loses a lot of confidence going, whoa, 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 what is going on? I must not have been good enough or anything. But I think as you, you know, make small different changes at a time, I think it's big, you know, if it's your, uh, you know, if it's your knee staying over your foot, if it's your making sure your uh, shin stays vertical, uh, something like that, those different things, or making your head stays, stay still, or, you know, if it's intent, you talk about Matt Scherzer. I mean, the thing I, we, uh, I show clips of Scherzer, uh, to, and, uh, Verlander to our guys one of the first day, just to show them intent. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of freshmen coming in don't exactly know what intent is. And you watch those guys throw that's freaking intent, man. I mean, that is, that is, I'm coming at you. I'm getting after you. And I think, you know, so if you show them different pieces like that, I think that will, you know, uh, change the thing. And I'm telling you, one of the, some of the best coaches are your players you have already. You know, they want, those freshmen will look at those upperclassmen and go, hey, okay, you know, you have a really good slider. What are a couple of things that you heed off uh, of that? And so I think those, uh, that's all, uh, all good as long as they're asking or as long as those freshmen are willing to, you know, be coachable, change, all that stuff. No, I love that answer. That's, yeah, very well put. And I, I really do like how you talked about how the, sometimes the best coaches are, are the ones, you know, in uniform playing, when you know, looking up to an upperclassman and, and things like that, which is awesome. Um, are there certain drills that you think are helpful to pitchers, or has it gotten to a point where – Everyone just drills. It, it seems like, at least on the hitting side, it's gotten to a point where drills are just. It feels like I'm going to the doctor. You know, have this issue. What you, people just <laughs> assume you're going to give them a drill and it's going to fix it. And it's usually it's more. You know, there's so much more that goes into it. But from the pitching side, I'm curious as to what your thought process is on drills, or are there certain drills that you do believe help uh, each guy? Yeah, I think there's there's different drills for each guy. Um, you know. We use the connection ball uh, a lot, you know, if it helps with, uh, you know, shorten up your arm path a little bit. Um, you know, we use the velo belt and the velo belt is different from each guy. You know, we have, you know, one guy, we have the, uh, 
you know, the weight in the back to keep, uh, keep, keep over that back hip. And the other one, we have uh, another guy, we have the weight in the front to fire your back. I mean, there's so many different things of what they need to work on. Um, and I think, you know, if you just go, you know, you, you have to do these certain drills and, you know, some might help, some might not, but I think if you kind of specialize what they need to need to work on, you know, we, um, you know, I have some guys that, uh, that throw, if they're working on their breaking ball, I have them grab, grab a softball and, uh, you know, do uh, work on your breaking ball with a softball. Cause if you can spin it with a softball, you're going to be able to spin with the breaking ball, how big that thing is and getting a feel for it, uh, getting a feel for it there, you know, so different things that we might, or, you know, we have, uh, uh, we have one guy who starts throwing with a, a lighter ball, a, a three ounce ball, you know, just to get that mu- muscle memory of, hey, we need to get you a uh, fast switch. We need to get that arm moving, get that arm moving, and just training your arm like that. So there's just so many different things, but you have with hitters. You see something, and you might see something different with another hitter, and there's different drills that you have with that. I, pitching and hitting is so uh, so similar. It's, it's unbelievable. I went and this year, you know, I purchased uh, five Velo belts, and, uh, and Kyle Sprague took three of them because he has some hitting <laughs> drills with them. So, you know, it, it's they're pitching and hitting are so much alike. Um, it, it's, it, it's really remarkable. Speaking of those core Velo belts, how, I mean, is it best to use those via drills or do you actually have guys throw bullpens with them too on the side? I have not ventured into throwing bullpens with them. Now they've done some, they've done some flat work. They've done a lot of dry run stuff with it. I actually do a lot of it with some weighted balls. I mean, I'm sorry, not weighted balls, med balls. Okay. So they'll do med ball throws uh, with, uh, with the velo belt. Um, and I think that is a lot of your training stuff that you do. So, um, so I have not yet thrown pens with them. I know people that have. Um, you know, I know people that have. And I know people have done that um, with it. I have not, I, like I said, more of the med ball stuff, more of the, um, the flat ground stuff that we do. Um, we have done uh, some, some short box stuff, but not full pens with it yet. Uh, speaking of uh, doing just you know flat ground work and things like that, and um, I remember talking Bronson Arroyo about you know feel and pitching and how you know a lot of you know working on your pitches is just about feel and experimenting. What what do you tell guys in terms of how often they can practice throwing off speed pitches? Because I can imagine you don't want them doing that every single day, even if it is flat ground or playing catch. Or maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you know, like I said, again, you know, you got to give your pitchers a little autonomy to work on some stuff. You know, if it's – there's certain days where um, you, you can work on your breaking stuff, uh, breaking ball or secondary stuff more, but – and or there's uh, days like the day after you throw or maybe the second, second day after your throw is just getting, you know, just starting to get your, your arm back in shape and long tossing even more and then, uh, then do some uh, spin stuff. But – you know, I, I think you're right. You, if you if you start spinning it too much, you know, uh, I, I think that you, we we lose focus on the best pitch in baseball, which is your fastball. Um, you know, uh, but you know, I, I think if you uh, you let these guys go a little bit and in direction. So you know, for our practices every day, I'll put up a big practice plan of hey, this is the stuff you have to do um, today. You know, if it's um, if it's there med ball routine that they're supposed to do or their exercises they're supposed to do. But, um, you know, the throwing wise, it's pretty consistent of, you know, what each guy has to do each day, depending on their day. Um, and then I'll put, 
you know, a minute of spin. So you've got one minute of just mm-hmm. throwing nothing but spin that day. Well, um, you know, and yeah, and it's more of when we do that, it's more of a tossing. So it's not, there's not somebody down. You're moving your feet just like you're throwing regularly or like a shortstop throwing to, um, across if you're moving your feet, but you're spinning the ball. Um, and just to keep that arm speed going, you know, just to get to feel that breaking ball. And again, it's, it's hitting to pitching is feel, you know, you know, with change ups and breaking balls, pitching is feel. There are so many guys that throw different breaking balls, different change up grips, pitching is feel. And you got to do what's, you know, what's, you know, that you feel uh, comfortable with. Yeah, pitching. Yeah, you're definitely right. Pitching and hitting are, are a lot about feel. Uh, my next question is kind of in, in regards to that. Is it important for a pitcher to have some sort of understanding of what they are actually doing that makes them successful, whether that be in via watching them themselves on video or whatnot? So when they do start to struggle or when something's off, they can kind of have something to go back to versus just solely relying on feel and not really knowing. Sure, you know there. Um... You, you can, you know, you could, we talk to them and, and show them. That's what I think, you know, the, uh, the Rob Soto and the videos are so much for is, okay, when you're breaking balls really good, you can see it at this, you know, it's got this much horizontal break, all that stuff. Or if you show them visually, it looks like this. So, you know, and, and then that's, you can say, Hey, okay, this, that's one of your best breaking balls that you've thrown. All right. And you can see by the numbers and now, okay, man, that's, that's where it's supposed to feel. It's supposed to feel that middle finger comes off that seam. That's how it's supposed to feel. And a lot of this too is the mental side. You know, we do a lot of mental, uh, mental preparation. So, you know, to get back into, so in case they lose that feel, it's time to, you know, it's time to breathe. It's time to take a step back. It's time to breathe. It's time to get back to, you know, getting, to, uh, getting back to center, getting back to, um, our positive thinking and all that stuff. So, you know, that's, uh, again, it is, you know, the, the, uh, pitchers need different cues like that to get them back on track. So in case they do lose their feel, okay, uh, you know, balls rising up on me or my, you know, I'm casting my breaking ball here. Okay. I need a deep breath here. Okay. I need to get back to what's got me good and, and go. Do you feel that, uh, the, using the rap Soto, has it helped more or is it kind of like hurt more because the kids are so obsessed over the numbers on there versus the actual result of just getting the hitter out? That is a great question. I, I think it helps. I do, but you've got to be, I'm with you. You've got to be a little bit careful with it because you know, they get so, they get so involved with the rap soda. They forget why they're on their mound. Uh, you know, we've had a couple pitchers that, you know, after every pitch, they, they want to look over, see what the rap soda said, or, you know, they can't hop on the mound. Our, I mean, I pers- uh, purposely did it that, okay, our, our rap soda is dead. Well, well you know, it's, it's out of battery. So we can't use it and see, you know, it's okay. You can still do it. So, you know, I, I, the, the rap soda is a great tool. We have it. I love it. It helps. Um, but, you know, I think you got to be aware of your pitchers. If they start relying on it or if they're losing focus, why they're, uh, they're there on the mound, I think then that's when you can maybe uh, take that way for a couple pens, uh, all that stuff. You know, I heard, um, you know, Derek Johnson and uh, Scott Brown um, who talk a lot this year, and they, they both said something which was great. You know, are they going to be uh, over the rubber? Or are you going to be over the uh, uh, over the uh, the the rubber or are you going to be over the, um, over the plate today? So, 
meaning, hey, are you going to be worried about your mechanics or are you going to be trying to get somebody out? And and they never mentioned anything about the Rapsodo right there, then and there. Again, they probably all, both use it, no question. But at the end of the day, you can't lose focus of why you're up there. Yeah, totally agree with you on that point. Now, in the actual game, like during the actual game, during season, um, which obviously, unfortunately, got cut this year, but how how do you how would you consider yourself as a coach during the actual game? Are you someone who is checking in with the pitcher in between each innings? Is it kind of you you kind of wait for him to to look for you, or like how do you go about like in game management? You know, I think uh, you know w- with that, um, you know, I, I think you got to have you got to be on the same page with with your guy. But you know, at times they need to when they come in between innings. You know they need to be go. They need to be you know left alone, left to know what they're think uh, what they're thinking. I'll go over there and you know talk about hey okay hey you know o two we got to do a better job of putting that breaking ball in the dirt or hey next inning we've got two three four okay really aggressive hitters we might start first first guy with a breaking ball just so we can but nothing I'm not going to sit with him the whole time I'm not going to um, you know be in his ear the whole time you know that's his time to catch a breath. You know, think about the uh, that that inning's over. Uh, you know, talk about think about the next the next inning. You know, next pitch, next pitch, next hitter. So um, I give them some time to to think about that. I, I I'm not I'm not a guy that's always in their ear with it. Um, I, I think they've got to learn and they've got to learn on their own. I mean, even you know, calling pitches. Um, I call pitches, but I tell them that it's a suggestion. So I, I if you're not 100 percent sure about that right pitch. Uh, that pitch, I, 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 have, I have no trouble with you, uh, with you shaking off. That's yeah. That's another in, hugely important uh, thing you just brought up. Is just you don't want to be in their ear all the time, and and it's pretty cool that you give them the option that they can shake off too. Um, just depending on what they feel. Now, before the game, are you guys, or as a staff, are you guys going over kind of like um, similar to like what hitters are doing with pitchers, like checking out you know heat maps of of the hitters if you're able to have get access to them and things like that? Yep, yep. We, um, you know, we uh, with uh, we we do before every game. Um, we'll bring the whole pitching staff together and go over uh, who our opponent. You know, we'll go over their um, you know their lineup. You know, their tendencies. You know, all that stuff. Um, you know, I always tell them, you know, I call pitches because I have that scouting report right next to me. You know, so I've got a little bit of advantage. But we talk about every every hitter, every um, who's not who's not going to beat us, you know, who's base dealer, okay, where we need to pitch these guys, um, all, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, we're fortunate to, you know, to, uh, we've got a, a good UC, uh, UC data team who helps out with that. Um, which is great. And we're lucky we have TrackMan. We're fortunate that we have that um, to, uh, to help with, with data and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, the scouting part is, is, is huge uh, for us. We watch a ton of video. Um, you know, we watch a ton of video on our guy, uh, on the other team. I'll send some video to our guys so they can peek at it, um, give them the option to look at the hitter so it's the first time they don't see him. The first time they step up to bat, it's not the first time they see him. So, yeah, I mean, we – we do all that, um, and I, I think that's a that's a big big bonus. Have you found that there's some pitchers that you don't actually send anything to because that they just overthink and, and literally just need to be told what to throw each time? One hundred percent. Those guys, 
they don't shake it off. Uh, and those guys would rather, okay, you know, you want to simplify it. You don't want to complicate it too much. So absolutely. And there are some guys who will just, uh, all they want to hear is, okay, who are the base dealers uh, here? Or who's the guy, who's the guy that's going to hurt us? You know, who's the guy we're not going to let, uh, let them be. So absolutely. There's some guys that just would rather not. They just like, okay, coach, I trust you, whatever you're going to, uh, whatever you're going to throw. And not like the other guys don't trust. They just, you know, they're feeling something a little bit different, that pitch or something. Uh, you brought up base dealers there. How, like what, what's the game plan in terms, I know you probably can't give away, you know, exactly what your guys' game plan is to try and pick, <laughs> pick off guys, but how often do you go about practicing picking off? Is it a huge thing or is it something that, it's probably left, you know, to not even mess with in practice because guys just start overthinking everything when a guy gets on the on the base. We we, we practice it uh, a ton. Um, I mean, I think this this year more than any, I think we almost practice it every day. Um, I think you have to um, practice it. You know, uh, uh, mixing up timing. You know, slowing their leg kick. You know, some guys have good moves, some guys don't, but that's okay as long as we we. Uh, you know, as long as we disrupt their timing, we, as long as we, you know, don't fall into patterns, I think those are all big. But you can't do it without practicing it. And I think it's really, really important because, you know, I tell our guys, if, if you can't control the running game, it's going to be tough to pitch in our league uh, in anywhere, in any league. If you can't control the running game, I, I think it's going to be really tough for, for you to pitch in college uh, because it'll – and a lot of our uh, – you know, a lot of guys have seen it, you know, when – those guys get on base, all oh, the game speeds up like crazy. I mean, it really speeds up. And if you can't control the running game, it's going to spiral out. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can definitely remember those days of seeing that sometimes. Um, now, I know earlier we talked a little bit about recruiting, but I wanted to also ask you, you know, what what are you actually looking for when you go out recruiting in terms of, you know, let's just focus whole, uh, solely on pitching right now. Um, you know, what are you looking for? Is there certain numbers you want to see? And I'm sure, you know, these showcases, you can pretty much get all sorts of metrics and things like that. So, I mean, are there certain metrics you're looking for, or is it a combination of, of a lot of different things? Yeah, there's a lot of different things. You know, you, uh, um, that's, it's a big, broad question. You know, I, I think, you know, on the mound, you're, you're looking for, you know, you're looking for, uh, what type of athlete they are you know, the type of projectability they are, you know, what kind of arm speed they have, um, different things like that. Uh, you know, it, you know, velo's great. And if anybody says, well, I don't look for velo, then ask, ask them why they carry a radar gun out. Um, so don't <laughs> let anybody kid you say that they don't look. Because you, you always look for velocity. Um, but, again, it's not the end-all, be-all. Um, but that's one of the key components. You look for, look for that. You look for – um, I really look for, can he, does he have a command in second pitch? You know, can he spin the baseball or can, it's a really good change up. Um, I, I like guys that can, you know, obviously, you know, you know, if they can run up there, but you know, if, um, you know, if they can spin the ball a little bit. Um, so uh, the, those things, and then, you know, you're getting more and more now where you're going to be able to see in college what kind of spin rate they have, you know, what kind of, uh, uh, you know what kind of break they have on the breaking ball. Those are all 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 big things. But the pro- projectability, you know, the arm speed, obviously, being able to command second pitch. And then I think the most important thing, and this is what uh, this is why recruiting so uh, so valuable is you got to see how they compete. 
Uh, I mean, mm. you got to go out there. You got to go watch them over and over and see how they compete in games. Showcases are great. They're going to give you. They're going to. They they're going to give you a list of guys to go see. I think the the showcases are really good um, because of that. But you've got to go to see how they're going to compete on the mound. Um, no question about it. I, I think that is. Uh, I think that's huge. How how this guy is going to compete in the mound? How's this guy going to compete with a with uh, umpires miss a lot of calls? Go watch them on a bad weather day. See how they are. they so so concerned with the mound, so concerned with the weather they can't compete. But and you got to do. I think you could do your homework. That's is where the high school summer coaches they come. Well, I mean, how does this guy compete? Um, you know, I, I'll take comp- the competitive kids outweigh those uh, the other ones like crazy. It's not even close for me. Um, we, we want guys out there that you know that at least you're going to get uh, them to compete every time they step on the mound. Do you think you can teach that? Right? Like if you're if you're going to recruit a guy or scout a guy and, and he has all the tools on the mound, maybe he's not the most competitive. Do you ever think like, well, I can you know we can hone him in on that competitiveness a little bit? You know, I, I think he'll take a chance on that guy because he is you know if he has everything you're looking for, it's it's eighty nine ninety two. It can can really spin the ball. It's you know it's pro, it's projection and it's all that stuff. I think you take take a chance on him. And, you know, you put them in, in competitive situations here and you compete more in practice, in your, in your fall practice, in your winter practices, you know, do different exercises where, you know, there is going to be a winner. There is going to be that you have to compete uh, and compete all the time. I, I think that could, um, I think those are, th- that will, will help you see if that kid is going to be a competitor or, you know, maybe you have to bring the competitor out of them. You know, he hasn't really had to, if this is your big stud who really could just show up and, and mow guys down, uh, but he's really never had to compete. And then you put him in these situations and you bring the competitor out of you, out of him. So guys with, with tools like that, you know, I think you, you, you take a chance on um, and, and see if how the competitiveness comes with it. But, you know, if it's up in the air, guys are close, close in tools and close in what you're looking for. And one competes better than the other. It's not even close. Yeah, totally agree with that. I, yeah, no question about it. Um, here's a, a question I got for you. That's a little bit, you know, baseball related, but not in terms of you know your actual team. You've you've based on what I've read, you've been an assistant coach all these years. Where have you ever considered, or do you ever want to be a head coach? You know, I, I mean, that that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think uh, sure. I mean, who who doesn't want to be a head coach? But you know, I'm, I'm in a great situation where I'm at. Um, I'm with a great head coach um, who, you know, who, uh, and he's everything I believe in. Um, so he does a great job, but yeah, sure. If, um, you know, if the right situation comes around and I get a chance to, you know, run my own program. Sure. I mean, I, I, I'd be, I, I, I'd, I'd be, uh, you know, I, I definitely would entertain, but it would have to be the right situation because I'm at such a great place right now with, with Coach Guggins and, you know, UC's my alma mater and, and all that stuff. So, you know, um, to say, you know, would I have interest in being a head coach? I, I think any assistant has thought about being a head coach uh, from time to time. And, of course, I have. I mean, that's uh, – but, you know, I, it's, I, really, I really enjoy what I'm doing. I really enjoy running the uh, – doing the pitching staff. I really enjoy doing the uh, – uh, with the recruiting. And – you know, I enjoy being in Cincinnati, and again, it's when you, when you get to coach under uh, 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 a boss like I do, 
you know, it's it's even tough to even think about somewhere else. Yeah, I, I back. Yeah, I definitely can back that up. You know, after playing for gigs uh, for five years. Um, but yeah, no, I, again, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, you guys have had, you know, a ton of success, you know, lately over at UC. Um, it's been pretty cool to follow and, you know, I just, you know, again, wish you guys nothing but the best over there and hopefully this fall I'll be able to come, you know, watch a couple of practices and, and just kind of catch up with all you guys. Come down anytime, Jones. We'd love to have you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Patrick Jones Baseball. Make sure to go subscribe on iTunes so you can stay up to date on the latest trends and techniques being taught in player development. Until next week, hope everyone stays safe.